Good evening. Welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is the 21st of August um, of 2020, the year that is going has been memorable in many ways and will continue to be memorable in so many different ways that we can't count. Um, forgive me, my my train of thought is all over the place. I've been neglecting uh, my view from the rim and have a couple topics I want to talk about over there. But um, the politics head side of my head is really demanding some attention. Um, what with the closing of the convention for the Democrats and uh, the Republicans starting next week. Um, so let me just give a few thoughts of what's going on right now, uh, because some of these things are going to play very, very key factors in the elections coming up. Um, people can point at Donald Trump, and they will point at his lies. And many people, uh, and truthfully, um, there's a lot of issues with the things that he says, and there are some issues with the things that he does. Um, I have myself called for his impeachment on his threat to delay the election. When it comes to mail-in balloting, I have pretty much staked out the position where I am. Um, mail-in balloting should be a uh, um, when-needed basis, uh, should not be the primary form of voting, but it's neither here nor there. Um, people are voting. Uh, I think that ultimately what we need to go to, can't believe I'm saying this, but I have said it before, is where we have a national um, voter ID. That way, if you move, um, your voter registration will only be counted wherever you are. And so there won't be there won't be um, uh, opportunity to vote twice, which people do, especially in places like uh, New Hampshire and Massachusetts, which has been documented. Um, uh, but let's move on from that. I don't want to talk about voter fraud or mail-in ballot because there's too many things right now to talk about. Democrats, of course. Um, not unlike what the Republicans did in 2012, are not running on what they're going to do. They're running on very simply orange man bad. And when you're running simply with no policy, I mean, yeah, they have the pie in the sky policies and make no mistake, make, make no mistake. You know, Mitch McConnell has, has not been willing to eliminate the filibuster on basic legislation. And I've got a, a lot of bones to pick with Mitch McConnell. First of all, every one of those freaking stupid pieces of legislation the House has passed, um, Mitch McConnell should have had his committee chairman mark them up, should have had um, committee hearings on them, put it on C-SPAN, let everybody see what kind of sausage they're grinding over there in the house. 
and then put it to a vote. You know, how on one hand, um, they want to make it so 21, you have to be 21 to be able to purchase any kind of a firearm. But on the other hand, they want to make 16-year-olds allowed to vote. Think about that for just a minute. So there's my beef with McConnell. But McConnell seems to think that hanging onto this filibuster is a good idea. Um, first thing that if with the Biden presidency and Chuck Schumer is the majority leader, the first thing that's going to go is filibuster. He's not going to sit around and respect Senate tradition. Remember, it's the Democrats that got rid of the filibuster for nominees. Well, of course, it was the Democrats that started filibustering nominees. And that is a whole convoluted process. Again, not enough time to go through that lengthy process. Suffice to say, Democrats were the ones that started denying a president qualified individuals. For heaven's sake, Democrats control the Senate. Republicans in the minority, but not this much of a minority, approved Ruth Buzzy Ginsburg 93 to 7 onto the Supreme Court. It started under W. Uh, the filibuster, the filibuster for judicial nominees. It was uh, Senator Reid who, um, when Republicans were repaying the favor under Barack Obama, it was Senator Reid, uh, the majority leader at the time, who decided that you only need 51 votes to break a filibuster for um executive branch nominees and judicial nominees except for the Supreme Court. And so it was just a small leap when Mitch McConnell um, uh, used, broke the filibuster for Supreme Court nominees with Neil Gorsuch. But again, see, that's, a, that's another rabbit hole. But this, I want to tell you how important this election is and why it, we should see third-party people on the debate stage we should be seeing the news people giving traction to third-party uh, candidates, Joe, Jor Joe Jorgensen in particular, because as a Libertarian Party candidate, she is on the ballot in all 50 states. She is somebody that, that could get traction if given visibility. Um, but once again, remember, the vast majority of Americans hate the two-party system. But because of the lack of visibility or viability of victory, they're going to sit there and they're going to say, I can't waste my vote, especially if you're in one of these swing states that could potentially um, make the difference in the election. Of course, we really don't even know what a swing state is anymore. You know, nobody thought in 2016 that Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, or Michigan could go for Trump. And yet they did. Um, this past week, we've celebrated the 100th anniversary of the passing passage of the 19th Amendment um, guaranteeing women 
uh, of age everywhere the right to vote. Congratulations. Uh, the reason it took so long is because Democrats in the Senate um, wouldn't allow it to come, wouldn't allow it to have the requisite two-thirds majority vote for it to go out to the states. Um, but, you know, progressives are what progressives are, and it was finally allowed when Republicans took control of the Senate. Uh, it, passage was finally uh, successful, and it quickly was ratified by the states. Western states have been allowing women uh, to vote uh, for decades before. FY. Um, so 100th anniversary of uh, Democrats finally allowing women to vote, just as a, a moment of passage. Uh, more important things, and this is where the election becomes even more critical, and this is where those people in swing states are going to have to say, who do I vote for? And what do I vote for? Um, this past week, federal buildings in Portland were evacuated because of credible threats of car bombs to blow them up. Now, I'm not sure if anybody's going to be charged or arrested in this. Now, reminder, Timothy McVeigh in 1995 blew up the Murrah building in Oklahoma City and killed a lot of people. He received the death penalty in a fairly quick time. Um, his trial came up. He was tried, convicted. His automatic appeals went through. Um, John Doe number two seemed to vanish from the news overnight. In fact, I remember being down in Oklahoma City when they were trying to ascertain exactly what happened to John Doe number two. Uh, you know, it was one of those things where you, the the news, they actually were doing some reporting and say, remember John Doe number two? was uh, Allegedly was an Iraqi um, that was here in, in the United States as a refugee. But for some reason, those stories were squelched. I'm not sure why. doesn't matter. Um, Timothy McVeigh killed people with a truck bomb and received the death penalty. You have looting, vandalism, and significant violence going on in a magnitude that is incomprehensible. And where is this predominantly happening? It's happening in cities where Democrats have controlled the city for decades. Democrats controlled the police force. Democrats controlled the school systems for decades. They failed their constituents. 
And now they're allowing this violence to take place. They're not prosecuting many of these people. What is likely to happen is that the only ones that are being prosecuted are those who are being brought for state prosecutions in states that are controlled by Republican in the state government or are brought up on federal charges. This is very important. Really can't express how important it is. The Democrats in those cities are sitting by, oh, not, not exactly that, because like Lori Lightfoot in the mayor of Chicago has a permanent police detail around her neighborhood so the protesters can't come and threaten her, her family, or her immediate neighbors. They have invited and encouraged this violence. The same people that are acting out are the ones that will be controlling the federal government if Joe Biden is elected. So all those federal prosecutions, which I just mentioned, will likely cease. And people will be allowed to run rampant as long as they are doing the bidding of what the Democrats want them to do. I have not understood this strategy from the beginning because Rasmussen uh, polling shows that people overwhelmingly show that, um, that the majority of Americans affiliate the riots, vandalism and looting with the Democratic Party and they associate law and order with Donald Trump. And if that truly is the case, um, then November is going to be a bloodbath for the Democrats and not just in the White House. Is it any wonder that Trump is spending money in New York or Nevada? There's a video that's gone viral of a candidate. I, I Forgive me, I, I forget her name. Uh, it's running for... Uh, Congress in Baltimore. She's walking through the streets showing you the things that you're not going to see. The streets with, uh, you know, they're not abandoned homes. They're where people live. But you would think they were abandoned just by looking at them. All brought to you by Democrats. Now you might say, well, they don't have enough money. But if you look at the per capita money that schools receive 
in some of these cities. It's usually far and away far greater than what rural schools get or suburban schools. But we can't address those issues that might be impacting the schools because that would be racist. Do you understand the problem? I hate to say that that as much as it would be fun to explore a third-party candidacy, I'm just going to say, vote your conscience. But the stakes are very high. The left is no longer hiding. They've got a straw man, literally, running for office. A marionette who will say or do whatever they tell him to. Which like most likely will be sometime after inauguration, maybe one o'clock that day or maybe the next day or maybe a month later. will say that because of his health, he's going to retire and he's going to let Kamala Harris, the vice president, um, assume the office. And all the wacky stuff that they've been supporting thus far, the violence, because they have been. The senator from Hawaii left a committee hearing rather than denounce Antifa or Black Lives Matter and the violent tactics they're using. They support the violence. They won't say they support it, but ask them if they reject it. Now, in an effort to be fair and balanced, which I usually make no effort to do so, but I feel like I have to. Because, you know, Trump is not the beautiful evening rose that many of his diehard supporters think he is. Again, I feel him guilty of impeachable offenses now, not with the Ukraine stuff, that was ridiculous. But by even mentioning the possibility of moving the election, I don't think that he's going to have an issue with how the vote turns out, simply because I think it's going to be a landslide of, of 1984 or 1972 proportions. Um, in fact, I think the landslide 
uh, for the Republicans is going to be so great that the Democrats are going to be convinced because their polling was so far off that Trump had to have cheated. And so we may very well end up in a civil war. Because of that. Because the, the polls were so far off. Have you lied to a pollster? It's quite possible that I have. Go Biden. Yay. Woo. Since they don't even offer me the option of the libertarian. Trump needs to focus on his job. He needs to shut up. He needs to focus on his job. I was thinking today about what a difference the COVID response would have been had Democrats been in office instead of Trump. We wouldn't have shut off flights. We wouldn't have, uh, in, at least initially, clamped down the economy. And I'm basing that all on the fact that Democrats were out there telling people to go out and party and have a good time. Late into February and early March, they were doing that. They wouldn't have challenged the, the Chinese World Health Organization um, when the WHO was saying that it, it doesn't look like it can pass from human to human. I think that the, the pandemic would have been far worse had someone like Joe Biden been in charge. Simply because they would have done nothing. They are all on record as saying that Trump overreacted at the start of it. Think about that for a minute. There are so many things I could talk about, but I'm not going to anymore. Um, Have a wonderful night. I just noticed the other day because this convenience store up the street from where I'm staying right now has a Bitcoin machine where you can buy Bitcoin. Um, I hadn't realized that Bitcoin was up to somewhere around 14000 right now. Um, $14,000 and change. Again... Inflation is the most regressive tax there is. Flooding the world with dollars, making the dollars that you have in your hand worthless or worthless.
worth less does not hurt the rich, but it devastates those who are trying to put food on the table. And that food costs more. So it really is theft. It's the Snake River Lib. Good night.